Welcome to High on the Hog with Merrill Schindler and co-hosts Joanna Belson and Janice Hardoon. This is a podcast about all things cannabis. Tune in every week as Merrill, Joanna, and Janice discuss the medical benefits of CBD and THC products with each other, as well as with informed guests from the cannabis industry and the lawmakers who regulate it. Enjoy the show. The show is called High on the Hog, the podcast. I'm Meryl Schindler with Janice Hardoon of Koreatown Collective and The Antidote, Joanna Belson of Studio City, and Phil the Engineer here, and Rama Mayo. Rama, I, I read I read through your bio, you're 12 people. Yeah, I just, I you know, I grew up super poor, and um, my mom was like, if you want stuff, get a job, and she helped me get a job really early on. Yeah, that's it, all it is, you know, I just like work, I love working. I have no other uh, life, you know, besides that. Was your first world music? Yeah, my first, like, career was music. I couldn't play drums, so I started a record label in high school. Usually people start, like, a record store, maybe. Record yeah. labels are pretty, that's, yeah, that's I started daunting. Booking, I started booking shows, so I was booking, you know, little suburban Massachusetts shows for years, and then um, I booked a festival in New, uh, New England called the New Bedford Fest. That's a very still iconic 20 years later uh, event. You know, one of the bands didn't have a label. They were a local band and I loved them and they were called Cast Iron Hike. We took some of the show money and essentially said, let's start a label around this band because we you know, knew that they would be successful, but they, um, you know, they didn't have a label yet, I guess. You know? But they were like the big local band. You know? So coming from the world of music, a few other worlds, um, the world of cannabis was never far away. That was no. always Most there. of my bands were straight-edge bands, so I didn't even smoke or drink till I was 25. In music? In music, yeah. Yeah, there was, of course, a bunch of people that were doing that, but my I was doing a lot of punk and hardcore bands, and, and the scene. You know, I put out a, a band called Get High, actually, <laughs> uh, which is incredible, but I also put out bands that were, like, very straight-edge, like the, the leaders of the movements and stuff like that, you know? X's on their hands to this day kind of thing. I, I used to be in Rolling Stone years ago, and it's like you wouldn't walk into anything where the air wasn't thick. Yeah. You know, it was like is Snoop Dogg in yeah, the house, Yeah, those were successful man. This bands. Thick. When I was 25, my friend Liz Tempesta uh, was smoking a lot, and she was like, Rama, I'm telling you, you'd like this. You don't like drinking, but I'm telling you, you'd like it. Then professionally, well, my name's Rama, so my mom is a super hippie, and she for sure, I mean, her Instagram's incredible. You'll see her weed she's growing right now. Uh, so it was around me all my life, you know, way before that. Uh, I got in trouble maybe when I was 10 years old for giving out what I called peach tree seeds to the neighbor's kids that were actually just the seeds in the bottom of my mom's weed drawer. <laughs> and they were like, I, like they came back and she goes, do you give these to people? And I didn't even realize till how I, how you know recognizable they are until now. And uh, yeah, so that was really young. And then... Um, Five years ago. That's amazing, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. I think it's very entrepreneurial. Did you give them away or did you sell the seeds? No, I gave them away. I well, wasn't that's... I wasn't selling at that point. Uh, First yeah, three kidding. seconds on me. Yeah, 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 I didn't know what they were. I mean, I, I probably did know what they were because they were in a, a, a like a little, like five foot off the floor, like a little flip up little, you know, cabinet thing with a mirror on it. So I probably knew that's like where stuff went into, you know, and like uh, there was like probably papers in there too. But, um, but yeah, then um, you know, professionally, 
uh, it's actually interesting because you guys are right next door to G-Pen uh, right now. They're, they're neighbors here. And, um, you know, that was the first project I worked with, uh, you know, from the business side. So we had, I was doing Beats by Dre, DreamWorks, Disney, uh, Interscope, and Interscope hired us to work on the games album. Uh, I was friends with the G-Pen guys. I, I met Chris at a, a trade show called Agenda, uh, who's the guy from Agenda is now my partner in Hall of Flowers. And uh, I met him at Agenda years ago, and we were both looking into the, it's a true story actually, we were both looking into the booth of Huff, a, clo- a skateboard brand, and he, he looked familiar, and he's looking at me, and you know the guy we were looking for, the owner of the company, Keith, wasn't in the booth, and he goes, do I know you? One of those things, I know you from somewhere, I know you from somewhere, and we couldn't picture it, and, and he has this little, the pen, G-Pen, I'd never seen it before, and he takes a puff, and I was like, what is that? And he's like, oh, it's like a weed pen? And I was like, wait, I'm, meanwhile, I have a joint half burnt in my pocket that I'm like going out and sneaking out and smoking. And he's like, you want to try it? And I was like, what the fuck? Of, yeah, of course. What's happening right now? And I hit the pen and it totally blew my brain off. I like coughed my face off. And then I, we exchanged numbers and he called me like this is in Vegas. He called me 30 minutes later. I was on the way to the airport. And he goes, dude, I know how I know you. And I was like, wow. And he goes, we're next door neighbors. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? And he goes, we share a wall. We live in the same apartment building on the same street and I just don't talk to anyone and he maybe didn't either and, and he goes I, he goes literally you live at you know I think it was, it, was on, it was on Detroit Street over here he's like we share a wall like what's happening so super crazy he had just moved out uh, like a couple weeks earlier I moved out you know not too long after that but he was just kind of hanging out and coming around and him and the crew were amazing and and we were doing these like you know beats big events for beats and and, and Interscope and these things and and I had asked them if they wanted to do a collaboration with the game's album, Jesus Peace, and, uh, the, and uh, their G-Pen. So they had already had Asher Bronson pen out, and uh, this was their next kind of licensing deal. So it went so well that G-Pen came back to us and said, let's do some more stuff together. And, uh, and then the game did the same thing. The game came to us and said, wow, that was the most professional like weed thing I've ever done. Could you just represent me directly as a you know as a as an entrepreneur you know and since I did the record label forever, now doing the agency I speak booking agent and manager and I know exactly how to add value there and not to take away I know the I know it better than anyone, so that's why we represent all the musicians on our celebrity side. We have some actors too, but you know we represent a lot of musicians. Just that's through I speak the Green that. Street agent. That's the Green Street. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Yeah. So so G Pen was a huge hit. Uh, their lawyer, uh, Josh Shelton, who's my partner now, came back to me and said, I don't understand this marketing thing you're doing, but um, you know, I have a ton of other brands. And every, everything I was doing on the marketing side, he had to approve because it had to be compliant. So every time we had something, Conan O'Brien or Coachella or these like real big things, Snoop Dogg, and everything I wanted to do, they were like, cool, cool, this is great, ask Josh, ask Josh, ask Josh, make sure we're good. And then he was like, dude, like, why doesn't my law firm and your ad agency merge together to create like a compliant ad agency? Yeah. And it was five years ago, maybe a little more, and we knew we were very early, but the same exact feelings I got from the G-Pen guys is the feelings I got from like Jimmy Eat World or the bands I worked with that went on to become big bands or the clothing brand Skull Candy or Crew or whatever, these brands that went on to sell hundreds of millions of dollars in, in apparel. So I got the same feeling from them and we, we literally were like, if we can survive off making two bucks an hour, you know, for a couple years, we'll be positioned to where trust is at a premium, you know, and um, and then we'd at least get the, you know, get our foot in the door or get to throw our hat in the ring on on p- pitching and marketing opportunities and stuff like that. Okay, and, and what you're best known for in terms of, what you're best known for in terms of our world 
Okay. The world of cannabis, particularly the yeah. world of medical cannabis, yeah. is the Hall of Flowers. Okay, good. Okay, good, good. And Hall of Flowers came along, was that an evolution yeah. of what you were doing? Yeah, that was for sure. That was from the very first meeting we had with, with the, the agency partners. I was like, we got to build a, a trade show. You know, I had owned a fashion trade show uh, with some music guys, Steve Aoki, uh, who's a big DJ now, and this guy, Ryan Walker, who went on to become in Imagine Dragons. But this is, they were like, we want to do music. And it was crazy to me that they wanted to leave this trade show thing. But we did a fashion trade show for a few years called United, and it was a couple hundred brands, uh, just connecting brands and buyers. It was in Vegas and New York. And at the same time, there was some other shows happening, uh, one called Agenda Trade Show, and then one called Capsule uh, and Liberty. Are so, any of these cannabis shows? No, these are all fashion shows. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so I we, went. Try, it's, it's like um, the world of cannabis shows has sort of, it's grown. I mean, Hall of Flowers is one I keep hearing mentioned. For sure. Good, but there's, good. there's a world of them. Yeah. And because they're business shows, to I'm business. Sure, yeah. Hall yeah. of Flowers came about because back in the day, we used to purchase our flower in bags and people would come knock on our door and that's where we did it. Now through rules and regulations and compliance, yeah. they basically put together a trade show, an exhibition hall where uh, collectives or dispensary owners could go and in one space instead of having so many people knocking on your door and emails or whatever, that's right. you can go booth to booth and you can see the different cultivators, what flowers they're producing. You can see them in more than an eighth jar and you can just open it up and see what it is so that each dispensary has a unique flavor to itself. It just basically because of the owner, the demographic that it supplies and everything else. So he tried to put everything in one place so that someone like me could walk in the front door and say, okay, I'm gonna find uh, cultivators that make these type of flowers. And I can just go from booth to booth to booth. And he tried to make it centralized a location for everyone to come to. And when you say booth yeah. to booth, how big are these things? It's like the Javits Center in New York, like the gift show. I'm telling you, it's that professional. Yeah. Booth yeah. after booth after okay. booth. And they provide samples. So at the end of the day, you can bring home samples from each of the vendors that you've met to actually try their yeah. wares. I don't know if you can get samples like that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, can, yeah it's fully compliant. After you can buy yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you Because you, you have we, to track and trace everything. That's right. Yeah, we, we so, work with the BBC directly on it. No, they're fully yeah. compliant yeah. and they do yeah. it properly and yeah. yeah we do all the sampling so for those of, for those and, of the yeah, business this is, too. this is some kind of fun to be at well no it's the same thing you what yeah. you've done is if you've taken you've taken the business world and you've brought business people that understand cannabis and now they're providing the same type of trade shows you would have if you had to fill right. your retail your retail store with uh, clothing or home home goods or whatever, and now you've put them all in one place, just like any other industry trade show. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's right. Yeah, so so I was friends with these fashion trade show guys, and um, we wanted to build one for cannabis. So I went to them years ago, and I uh, was begging them, Aaron Levant specifically, begging for years to do a trade show for weed. Uh, finally, he was sick of me uh, annoying him about it, and was like, "I'll do it if we can bring Danny on." Danny was running the Capsule and Liberty shows, so these are the biggest fashion trade shows that exist today still, and uh, we are applying all that to to the cannabis space. You know, so we lost money on the first show, you know, a ton, but we built it just for buyers and brands to connect and do actual business. You know, we have brands that wrote over one million dollars in orders on the floor of the show. Oh, oh, oh. You know, it's real money. It's like yeah. it's not a not a consumer event. It's not just to go out and 
And you know, if you if you're not making money at the show, then you're doing it wrong. You know, aside you know? from being a medical show, which is what we try to be, we really try to take people behind the scenes of the business, mm-hmm. and we've done a pretty amazing job of it. Yeah, just thanks to you in particular for bringing in some great people who are out there doing the stuff. Um, and in this case, I'm reminded years ago, if I could get a little wax, a little poetic. Of yeah. how there used to be a chocolate show here in Los Angeles. It was done mm-hmm. by Chocolate Tour Magazine. And it would take up a big hall down at the convention center. And, you know, you paid a hundred dollars or so and for as long as you want, you could walk around and eat all the chocolate you wanted. There was ice cream, there was fudge, there was um, chocolate drinks. I mean it was just like you just ate twice your body weight in chocolate. You felt terrible afterwards. Yeah. So the question that this leads to is after a day at this I assume you're you're inhaling a fair amount. Is there a certain need to lie down? No, I don't think so. You're not inhaling it, honestly. Like if you, I'd love to have you guys at the show. You know, we can we can figure out how to get you guys up there and and take care of you and stuff. But you know, the show is very like you wouldn't you would think it's a, a fashion show. There's not even there, there's a consumption area. So we work with, directly with BBC uh-huh. on on consumption and sampling. But those are super dedicated areas. So inside the show floor, you will, no one would even. It was it's so good that none of the brands even want to mess it up. So there's not even you don't even see one single brand like puffing a vape pen or smoking a joint in the actual hall. Period. I mean, the image of this you is know? the world's largest head shop. No, the head shop is where you get other, th- other things. <laughs> yeah, the accessories, yeah. No, to yeah. be honest, I was at the event and I had to call people from outside of my cannabis world to be like, you have no idea what I'm walking through right now. Thank you. It's booth after booth. They're so professional. You could be at an IBM conference yeah. or whatever. It's that level of quality well, yeah, of these booths. We, we, we built all the booths from scratch. We did do all the signage. Uh, you know, you're not. We, 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 you, everything in the booth has to be approved. We're, we're pushing big brands even to take small booths. That way, you can. There's actually like competitions. You're not just seeing a 50 foot booth next to a 10 foot booth next to a 50 foot booth. There's no DJs. There's no. You know, every like we. Danny, my partner, uh, he he's okay with if I call call him a madman. He, <laughs> he has such a strong vision of it that literally he was going through the show last time and pulling people's stuff out of their booths to where they thought the stuff got stolen. And we were like, oh no, hold on, that's probably Danny. He probably took out your weird inflatable thing or your speaker system because it's not allowed in the show. And we're so strict about it. But the reason is, it's because we know it sells, you'll have more sales. We know this is proven. These guys have done it for decades in fashion. You know, so yeah. we make it super uniform. So you literally, as a buyer, can go through. It's built, like I said, it's built for you before we started this. That's what it's for. It's to go through and get to see hundreds of brands in a day and not be too tired or confused or, or whatever. And know? interestingly, you want to talk about hundreds of brands, thousands yeah. of strains. Yeah. That alone must make the, the brain hurt a little bit. Yeah, I love it though. It made me smile. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I think I think the show is great because it's we balance it. You know, it's it's super curated. It's it's the biggest brands in the space. Period. You know, and it's all the dispensaries and, um, you know, but we're 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 mixing it up. It's it's the most heady, weedy. You know, like kind of you know traditional brand in the space, and then it's dosist, and then it's you know some other you know super heady brand and then it's apothecana or dixie or something like that so we I've really been to you know a lot of wine events i gotta tell you mm. it gets you know without the drinking but put aside yeah. the drinking yeah it's just the the, the sheer numbers get yeah. daunting that's right. get exhausting 
Yeah, and we have a lot of brands that we won't let in for that reason. There's we we have we turned down millions of dollars in, in booth space already. We have such a huge waiting list for this show because we don't want it to be that way. You know, this this show this show is better than I thought it was going to be. I mean, we designed it, we cre- you know created it, we got all the brands originally. You know, the art, everything was you know we we did all that stuff. But it's like throwing the dance and making sure people would actually get along and and, and do business. We weren't sure that was going to happen. The end of the second day. The la- like you know show is closing in five minutes. Everyone just starts applauding and clapping, and wow. it was it was like a standing ovation. I had never seen that ever in my life. Yeah. You know, I have strangers that hugged me in the parking lot on the way out because we quote unquote saved their business. Show was one you know? day, two days. It was two days. Two days. Yeah, okay. and it'll be two days again in Santa Rosa, April thirtieth, May first. Are they all in and Santa then, Rosa? Well, there the last one was. This one is just because we want to be sampling and we want to be con- having consumption. Right. So that we have dates for down here in the fall. Uh, in a much bigger venue, uh, so we're working on that now, and we'll do it twice a year, uh, once a year up in Santa Rosa, a m- little more boutique, keep that venue, we really love it there, and then once a year down here, so it'd be a little larger. And you have, yeah. isn't there a reason why you do it on a fairgrounds? Well, just because the, the BBC allows you to only have the consumption and events at a, a fairgrounds, and we don't want to be in a parking lot. So we figured wine country was nicer, you know. Horses than, and cannabis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do they still run the yeah. horses in Santa Rosa? They, they, they pro- It smells like horses sometimes up there when we go, you know. But uh, well, that may be a yeah. really funky weed too. Yeah. No, it's a yeah. very. It's, yeah. it's got a. It's got a lot of nutrients in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fairgrounds. Yeah. Wait, wait. Yeah. You gotta explain that. Um, they they. Allow you only on fairgrounds. Yeah, the, right now the events can only be on fairgrounds. And we don't have that many Is fairgrounds, state? do we? That's yes, right. Do. Yeah, they're, they're, there's a bunch of fairgrounds, but but Sackle they don't have mostly yeah. up north. Yeah, and there's a bunch down here, but. Um, Del you know, Mora Racetrack is a fairground. Oh, that's a fair, yeah. really? Yeah, really? yeah, a lot of them. So they, they just don't know how to do it yet. They're also, you know, the fairgrounds are scared because they're seeing maybe like a high times cup or something that's, you know, t- not that it's bad, but it's 10,000 kids, 20,000 kids, where we had 2,000 people last time. We expect three or four only this time. You know, and it's it's people it's biz- people doing business versus, you know, yeah. parties, and there's no bands or anything like that. You do, know, do you so have any B2B idea what the, the legal what the basis was for fairgrounds only how that came to be i don't you know my partner's a lawyer i say i'm state, not a lawyer state state grounds state, yeah oh, I, I think it was lobbied More that money. way my guess is it's lobbied i mean the, the the you know i'm looking at the people that do the events and they already do them at the fairgrounds you know the big guys and um you know that's where that's where you can do them now. So my so guess is that they outdoors, were involved. It's in, outdoors. It's just you know? it's it's more state property yeah. where they do gaming and things of that sort. Okay, yeah. so we are saying like the week before you came in, they were selling RVs. The day before, I was just there. <laughs> it's I, like going to Pomona. I, I wish they, I wish there were. I was just there doing a tour with the crew and measuring out all the stuff. And there was a cat show, which I have amazing photos. I'll show you. <laughs> and they were giving awards to cats. Like I couldn't stay to see who won first place, but I got like the top ten. You know, it was really amazing. And, and you're dying to yeah, know. And I can't wait. And then there was a coin show. You know, and that was at the same time. You know, so we go in, and, and that's why people are so blown away. This is where Emerald Cup is, and, and and even High Times. But we go in and transform the venue, like you've never seen. Even even the venue itself said no one's ever brought this production level into it. We brought a lighting rig in that cost more than two Priuses. You know, just for no re- no one would know. But yeah. our partners take that so seriously, and that's why we can say like, this is how your booth you needs to be. You want to see you want to see flower. Yeah, and you have to have that's the right. proper lighting. Yeah. It's yeah. like I hate when you go to the beauty place and they like sit you in front of the mirror and the, it's this yellow light and you look horrible and you're watching yourself for an hour or two hours. I'm like going, fix the lighting, but it's very important the lighting when you go to look at cannabis, 
you want to see the crystals you want to see the formation of the bud and everything like that so yeah. you do need to see yeah so and you know it, we you know we carpet the whole thing we do big installs of art you know we we do all the stuff that we don't have to do but you know that we wanted the the reaction that we're getting you know how many people attend it was 2,000 people the first show, and then this time we expect double that. You know, so about 4,000. Okay. So you're up to show number? This is the second show. Just the second yeah, show. Yeah, the first okay. show was such a hit. Uh, Forbes wrote an amazing article on it. You know, Sarah over there. Uh, you know, the headline was Hall of Flowers Smokes MJ BizCon, <laughs> which is our favorite thing of all time to hear. You know, our, our guy Adam Ill calls uh, MJ BizCon BizCon because there's actually not marijuana there, which we think is hilarious. And, um, you know, it's something where we, uh, you know, we just, we built it for us to have places to launch brands and yeah. to connect with, you know, it wasn't. So the people who can uh, go to it, they have to produce. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's, well, you, anyone. Business, business. Anyone how, how, can do you, almost how do you prove go, your business? Yeah. I mean, you can buy a very expensive ticket and walk the show, but I didn't even want to open it to, to that at all. I wanted to just have it be, um, uh, approved businesses. But uh, you know, it's we have a team of people calling every brand in the space. Now people are calling us because it was such a hit. But you know, we have a sales team calling all the good brands and trying yeah. to convince them that they should invest. Again, like you know, I have a brand that wrote seven hundred thousand dollars in orders. I have a brand that we have one brand that broke at least that we know of broke a million dollars in orders at the show. Yeah. So that's like winning the lottery there. You know, so if you can't invest. The booths are six thousand bucks plus your travel and whatever. So if you can't invest ten grand into a booth that we think you could be doing six figures or seven figures at, like, you know, you're probably not meant to be in the business. So would know? the attendees be be purveyors I like would Janice? Be, I would be. His, yeah. I would be his optimal. Okay. Yeah, like so. Like, is it like, all like my store dream country right now? Are there other? Are there other? No, all store owners and buyers. That's that's what we, that's our focus, and then we bring press into. But that's all it is. We want people to actually make money. You want to target your market. You want to target your market because the people that are spending $6,000 to have a booth there and have bring their staff in to travel and stay there, they want to write orders. They want their their product in front of my eyes. That's right. Yeah. So So when you say buyers, are these people from the various producers of of products? They're they're all the dispensary buyers or owners. Okay. I'm the attendee. Yeah. Joanna's the grower. She's going to be there with the booth. I'm going to be the attendee right. that he wants to come. She's going to pay to go. He's going to want me to go. I want you to go very bad, yes. Right. He wants me to go. <laughs> you're going. Everyone who wants you're me going. to go, raise your yeah, hand. Yeah, you're going. You're going. Engineer Phil would like to know if um, you, you <laughs> carry equipment. Uh, yeah, so uh, we don't really because that's, the, that's what separates us, I think, from the other uh, shows out there. We... We talked about having a tech area. We talked about having different areas. I had a few hard good brands there. So we had like Pollen Gear who makes um, jars. We had Dab Nation who makes uh, like hard wares and accessories and some other brands like that. They did very well. But this is really for like, uh, these these shows are really for cultivators and brand owners that have oil or, or can, you know, and some kind of cannabis product, edibles and really just trying to open up doors into dispensaries. So CBD a little bit too, but really our goal is like the 605 you know, dispensaries coming out there. Oh, Plus there um, also like distributors. There's people who yeah. aggregate yeah. brands yeah. Yeah. and then yeah. sell them off. So that's very yeah, crucial a lot of, for them. A lot of well. distributors have booths there. For Every sure. year you're going to see trends. Yeah. I mean, you're going to really sure. be on the, on the cutting edge here sure. of, 
Um, I mean, the way when I go to food shows, I go, you know, craft beer is yeah. really big this year. You I, know, the food really, show, I love the food um, show. It's exactly you know, that. The, That's it's, think it's food like show. You can really see if you go to the um, the fancy food show, which I call the fat, salt, and sugar show. Okay. Um, you know, you basically see, hey, wow, they, they went crazy for dark chocolate this year. Yeah. Really happening. Yep. Uh, sometimes you know, it's been you know, this dark chocolate is very happening in the cannabis world right <laughs> it's now. It's very As happening well. in my in my house. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very happening at Trader Joe too, which is pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, so uh, what what did you see? You've done it once. What did you yeah. see in that year that surprised you, perhaps? Um, surprised me. No, nothing surprised me there. I think he was yeah. surprised by the amount of orders that yeah. were written. Oh, for sure. Out. Unbelievable. I'll help you out. Unbelievable, I'll yeah. tell you, yeah. I was yeah. surprised by the level of quality brands there. Yeah. Every brand yeah. had premium packaging, premium yeah. everything, premium booths, and it just... Walking down those aisles one after yeah. the next, it knocked your socks off yeah. to see that this industry was so successful and spot well, on with raising the bar. Well, we're guessing you'll be seeing is a huge increase in CBD. Yeah, I don't even know. Yes, you'll see that. We we probably don't even want that. You know, we're not even That's that. Different. They're cannabis, so they're yeah. regulated. Yeah. They're attracted yeah. to the. Well, you're talking about products, so yeah. I mean, all the brands that have THC are going to have CBD this right. show for sure. You know, but. Um, if you're a CBD only brand, we are we are catering catering dispensaries only, so that's the focus. We will bring in, I'm sure, like some big buyers from some of the chains out there that are buying CBD this time and stuff. But and we had yeah. we had um, yeah. a wonderful fellow from um, Papa and Barkley, yep. and he said they used to just throw CBD away. They have these buckets of it. They just poured out. It didn't know what to do with it. People used to throw trim away for decades. Well, yeah, you know? that's how I met some of my best friends because yeah. everyone used to give me their trim yeah. and I had hundreds <laughs> of pounds of it. Yeah. And then one day my attorney goes, it all counts. Get it out of here. Mm. And they called a huge moving band to come and they carried out hundreds of pounds of trim that went to my friend that has a vapor company. Yep, that's right. You should explain yeah. trim is what, please? Just the leftover uh you know, parts of the buds that people, you know, from the plant. Yeah. You know? When you have a flower, yeah. then you go in and you want to see the nug structure of it. Yeah. You cut away the water leaf and things of that sort. That becomes your trim. Didn't we used to call that seeds and stems? No, seeds and stems <laughs> is when you, after you finish trimming and you've cut the, you've cut the, st- you've cut the plant down and you're hanging it upside down. That is your stem. Yeah. Step before. Yeah, and we'll have a, actually speaking of trim, we'll have a, what we're calling like a biomass or Danny's coming up with a cool name for it. But he really wants to have the people that don't have brands that can also come and do business yeah. with us. And to you be your brands, what brands have impressed you? Who, who, do, who do you go? You walk by and you go, Ooh. not just a beautiful setup, but I mean, we work God, with a lot of brands. Stuff. So the brand, okay, what, what's the good stuff out there? I was going to bring some too, and I wasn't sure, and now I wish I did. But the the Hi-Fi Hops by Absolute Extracts. It's a, a medicated, uh, carbonated drink. Oh, zero sugar in it. Oh my God! I don't really mess with edibles too much because of bad experiences. I can't commit to them, is what I say. And uh, the fi- Hi-Fi Hops. I don't know if you've tried it, but it's. I mean, I'm wearing a Lacroix hat, so it's Lacroix with uh, more of terpenes in it and no sugar, but cannabis. Yeah. So 10 milligrams. So these are these. I'm crushing these things now. That that blew my mind. The the the, the liquid weed was the was really incredible. I think beverages that would, is probably your one to know what's the biggest trend coming in cannabis. Yeah. It's gonna be the beverages. I'll agree with you that. You could have asked really? me that I'm the I'm the marketing yeah. girl. Yeah, I'll I'll agree with that. So yeah. it's a lot of things. If you if you read the newspapers, you see you watch follow the stock market, you have Corona involved, you have Coca Cola mm-hmm. now involved, you have all these different mm-hmm. beverage makers coming, you know, into cannabis and 
it's actually refreshing because I think people thought it was going to be the tobacco industry that was going to come and strip away. Maybe they'll be the ones that are here in 2000 and I think it's 2025. The the tobacco industry will be here. But for right now, you see these beverage makers, you see people that really can change things. I think the tobacco people are like, they don't get it. Well, beverages are clearly accessible. Right. I mean, it's and easy. It's and like, it's very, when also the whole thing with why people now vape and things like that is because it is discreet. You can walk down the street. You could drink a beverage walking down the street and no one's going to know that's your cannabis beverage. Look, there was a time remember when something like Red Bull would be considered quite over the top. You know, with that all. That was a time, but now people put Red Bull yeah. with their gray goose, so. Yeah. I don't understand the concept. It's like an oxymoron. You would live in large and wild if you were drinking Red Bull. <laughs> I call that the kissing bandit, by the way, that drink. <laughs> oh, it's, it, was, it's, it was after my time. I'm good. Uh, in, in terms of, getting back to medical, absor- absorption from beverages, how does that how does that It's still going to go through your digestive tract. Still fine? It's the same as the edible. Okay. It just, it, I don't know that it's going to go any faster or slower than a regular edible. It's still got to go through your digestive yeah. tract the same way. I want to hear what other brands after... After Hi-Fi Hops, yeah. um, what's great out there? I mean, we worked on Dr. Norm's. I think that's a great brand. You know, we Is worked that the with, cookie? The yeah. cookie, the yeah. cookie yeah. yeah. Yeah, we worked on that early on. We created the brand for that, like yeah. the logos and everything and packaging. And They're a great, great, great group, great brand. Um, you know, Apothecana, I think, is an unbelievable company. Yeah. You know, man, it's so good. Those guys, they've spent, yeah. I mean, they're 10 years in on it. Though, that was actually know? one of the first um, cannabis products I used when I had a mm. skin condition last year. Mm. And it was the, the, what it did was amazing. And it was almost instantaneous. Amazing. It was like by the next morning, my itching was gone. Well, that's what turned you on yeah. to the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, Apothecana really yeah. was, yeah. Um, truly was magical. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've given it to some, some family members and stuff. And. Uh, my mom and, and uh, one of our friends is an artist named Bert Rodriguez and his mom hadn't gardened in decades and we gave her some lotion and she's like on her hands and knees like has yeah. a garden again for the first yeah. time and you know it's truly medicine it's really just know? a very nice smelling cream sure you know sure. they, they, yeah. they yeah. don't mess yeah. around with um, it's the, with the botanicals and That's things right. that, you, and all the other that you can put there. in yeah. that you can put into yeah. your balms and your creams That's or whatever right. That's right. that are in, conducive to that yeah yeah, that's a great brand. And at the Hall of Flowers, they were actually giving back massages with yeah. the cream. I was yeah. a recipient, and yeah. it was fantastic. Oh, that's nice. Medicated so. massage. Oh, yeah, it's unbelievable. Goodness. Yeah, okay. bonus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, uh, Rama, it's been a pleasure. You've really taken us into a world so few of us know anything about. You know, cool. and it's like we try to tell people, along with all the medical uses, that this is an industry, and there's a there's a there's a lot of stuff happening behind the scenes you don't know of that's absolutely breathtaking. You've been a real great doorway today. Thank you. Thank you for Thank coming you. here on Thank you. Thank you. on High in the Hog, the podcast with Janice Hardoon of K-Town, with uh, Joanna Belson of right over there, <laughs> <laughs> Phil Grandi. I'm Meryl Schindler. Um, we'll catch you next time with more High in the Hog.